Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Heidi ho, boys and girls. Welcome to HR's most dangerous podcast, lovingly known as the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman, flying solo with Chad on a three-week bender in Europe. On this week's show, Microsoft just bitch-slapped the whole industry again. Facebook isn't taking anything sitting down, and the dominoes keep falling at CareerBuilder. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after this word from JobAdX. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We are not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. Jolly good, Job Ad X. Yes, everyone, you heard me right in the opening. Chad is not on the show this week. Uh, that's either an applause or a big, big boo, I guess, depending on uh, how big of a fan you are of Chad. But uh, yeah, Chad is on a three-week vacation in Europe. Uh, yeah, even Chad takes vacation. So that brings us to our shout-outs. And my first one goes out to Chad, who I know is listening over in Europe, uh, probably over some beer in Germany or a pint in uh, in London or something, uh, probably hoping that I fall flat on my face and realize how much I need him on this show uh, every week to uh, to get it to get it right. Um, the good news is that uh, well, if you don't like Chad, that's good news. But the good news also is this should be a much abbreviated show. Because I know how much Chad likes to talk on and on and on about usually nothing. So we'll cut out a lot of the fat in this podcast, hopefully, and cut it down for you guys so you can enjoy your summer a little bit quicker. Uh, also in shout outs for me, uh, Colin Day, CEO and founder and chairman over at iSims. Uh, shout out to him. We did a great podcast 
uh, late late last month and published it on uh, Wednesday of this week. If you haven't heard that uh, interview, go out uh, to the show archives and listen to, to that interview. Uh, Colin's very honest, very transparent. He has a he's very opinionated as well. So we got some great feedback on that uh, podcast. So I encourage you to to go listen to that. Another uh, shout out to Christine Shaw, uh, an Australian listener who heard us for the first time and we were talking about Vervo on the show uh, and she ended up running right into Omer, the CEO of and founder of the company at some event in Australia, apparently. So uh, shout out to Christine and our Australian listeners. I love making those uh, connections through the podcast. Um, it's always great. And lastly, on my shout outs, we haven't been getting a lot of love on the uh, the Twitter account, hashtag Chad Cheese lately. Uh, so I encourage you to leave some notes, particularly uh, if you miss Chad, uh, hate me, or maybe you hate Chad, don't want, ever, want him to ever come back on the show. Hashtag on Twitter, Chad Cheese, uh, leave a comment, say hi to Chad. Uh, the good job board doctor, I'm sure, will give him a shout out uh, to make him feel loved. So those are my shout outs. And with much ado... From there, let's get into the news from the week. Well, there was a huge bomb that dropped. So if you heard an explosion, uh, that was Microsoft buying GitHub for $7.5 billion. That's with a B. Um, if you're not familiar with GitHub, you're probably not a recruiter. Uh, GitHub, for those who don't know, is, I guess, sort of a meeting ground for developers, programmers, tech talent, to write code, share code, share ideas, connect, etc. Um, it's a hugely popular uh, platform for recruiters to source talent. Um, so if you're keeping score at home, Microsoft bought LinkedIn for $26.2 billion uh, last year, 2006, and now they own GitHub. So they there's not really much argument. They own the two most popular professional networking sites um, in the world. That's kind of a big deal. Um, we talked we talked quite extensively about uh, Glassdoor going for one point two billion to uh, recruit Holdings, which also owns uh, Indeed. Um, we're talking about seven point five billion dollars for this deal. So this deal kind of laughs in the face of the Indeed Glassdoor uh, marriage. Um, these are real big companies with real big resources making real big moves um, in our industry. So I got thinking about this this move and, and who exactly were the winners? Who were the losers? Uh, who are the sort of, we'll see what happens. And my short list of winners um, in this deal, number one goes to LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn now adds GitHub as a partner, um, a platform potential partner, um, you know, in terms of sourcing. Um, the key here really in terms of recruiting that I see is a lot of people on GitHub are not on LinkedIn. Um, I hear recruiters all the time talking about, you know, I can't get tech people on LinkedIn because they hate LinkedIn. All they do is get calls from headhunters. So from that perspective, um, I think that's a huge win for LinkedIn. I think at some point uh, the platforms will sort of uh, sort of bleed into another. Maybe you'll go to your LinkedIn account and be able to source people on GitHub. Or I think LinkedIn is a big winner here. Um, Facebook as well. I think is a winner. Um, this further proves that people are where the value is in these deals. Um, people not posting when you see monster five hundred million career builders. 
these are really small numbers compared to what we're seeing out of what people pay for profiles and, and active users on a website. So if you connect the dots there, uh, Facebook has most people on the planet Earth that are online using its site. Um, so if Facebook ever decides to get really serious about employment um, and professional profiles and, and connecting with those people through search and whatever, which a lot of those pieces are already there, I think you know they become a winner in this trend of, of connecting with, with professional talent. Um, I think Dice is an outlier winner of this. Um, you know, ironically, Dice should have been uh, the headline in this story. You know, ten years ago, if we would have said, you know, who's going to who's going to build GitHub, it would have been someone like Dice. Um, however, I do think there's an opportunity for Dice in the fact that a lot of people on GitHub, uh, the open source developers, aren't real big fans of Microsoft. So if Dice can build a, you know, provide a GitHub competitor, something similar, um, I would go out and pay, you know, the top 50, 100 GitHubers that are open source folks that aren't real happy about this deal and pay them to come over to Dice and build, you know, maybe an open source only product or something similar. So I think there's a window here for Dice to take advantage of, of what just happened with Microsoft coming in and taking that property. Um I also think that Stack Overflow uh, is a beneficiary of uh, what's going on um, with this deal, primarily because they're sort of the Pepsi to um, GitHub's Coke. Uh, they have profiles. They have some, some, somewhat of the same things going on um, over there. So a $7.5 billion price tag really only means that Stack Overflow uh, should be a much more valuable property. In terms of the losers of the deal, uh, I mentioned Indeed and Glassdoor. I think they're a, a big loser in this. Um, I think they continue to sort of, you know, add pieces to this Indeed, you know, platform. Um, I think they'll in, they'll add all of Glassdoor. They just bought Resume.com, uh, Workopolis, the Canadian, you know, mega site. I say that sarcastically. Um, you know, all these pieces they're putting together seem like way too little, way too late. Um, the resources that uh, the Microsofts, the Facebooks and the Googles have, um, are just going to be really, really challenging. Um, so I think they're a big loser in this, uh, deal that GitHub, uh, joins Microsoft. Uh, another loser in this, I think is, is anyone who provides technology for sourcing candidates or takes profile, uh, creates profiles from information on, uh, you know, GitHub and, and LinkedIn, et cetera, um, a couple of ways that that uh, that this is why I think these guys are losers. Number one is um, the high Q uh, case is still out there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's uh, some interviews interview we did, an interview we did with high uh, Q CEO. We've talked about this case, but basically, uh, uh, LinkedIn is in a lawsuit uh, battle with high Q over being able to scrape content profile content from LinkedIn. Uh, put that profile data into uh, Haiku's own system, et cetera. Um, and there are a lot of sites that do this. So the Seekouts, the Hiring Solves, uh, you guys probably know more than uh, even I do if you're a recruiter out there. I mean, there are a lot of sites that make their living on scraping GitHub and LinkedIn data. Um, you can rest assured that if if LinkedIn wins the case, then there's a good chance that GitHub and LinkedIn get shut down uh, for anyone trying to uh, access their site as a third party. Um, even if that case doesn't happen, um, you're going to have double resources 
you're going to have LinkedIn coming in and saying, you know, let's let's create technolo- technological ways to keep the scrapers off. Let's do things that make it harder to scrape, you know, GitHub content and, and LinkedIn content. So I think uh, regardless of what happens, it's going to be harder to to go in and get GitHub and LinkedIn data following this uh, this deal that, that Microsoft did. Uh, I think Google's a loser. In this deal, I think that uh, Google would have loved to have had uh, a site like GitHub uh, in its ranks. Um, and I think Google would have been a better um, acquirer of GitHub because I think most GitHubbers, uh, if that's what they're called, probably are more amenable to Google as a buyer than they are Microsoft. Uh, so for Google to lose this site, to lose this if it was a bidding war, I think is a real negative. I also think that if Google, as part of its higher uh, product slash ATS, if they want to be able to source the web for profiles and have those profiles accessible to its users, that just got a lot harder. Um, there's a really good chance that uh, LinkedIn was not going to play ball if Google was trying to build that. Um, there's a very good chance now that GitHub will not um, open itself up to a Google ATS sourcing search people tool, um, if that's in the offing. And I think we mentioned when Indeed bought resume.com, that resume.com resumes would also be closed off to Google uh, in response to this defensive move. So there are three sites right there that probably won't be available to Google if they want to build a sourcing tool in LinkedIn, GitHub, um, and resume.com. So Google is a loser in this. And lastly, sort of fringe, but I think Monster and all job boards uh, continue to be a loser in this game. I, I picked on Monster a little bit here because uh, they passed on buying uh, LinkedIn a long time ago, um, over a decade ago. Uh, they bought Tickle instead. They shut down Tickle, which could have been, you know, all kinds of stuff in terms of, of networking, professional networking. Uh, they had been known uh, when sort of the branch outs of the world were leveraging uh, Facebook to build communities. They tank that. So they've they've had multiple times to try to build something uh, social networking wise. And they just continue to drop the ball on that. Um, I also think that job boards in particular uh, continue to lose, you know, footing in this battle of, of resources and big dollars. So uh, job boards, in, in, in addition, I think are a loser here. Uh, on the I'm not sure yet list is going to be consumers, uh, consumers, particularly being uh, employers. So on one hand, you have the fact that by being purchased by Microsoft, GitHub is going to have a lot more in terms of resources, money, uh, new features, things that'll go on. Um, so in that case, it's good. I think if, if you're an employer and you love LinkedIn, I think eventually uh, those two properties will bleed into the other. So will you be able to use LinkedIn and also advertise on GitHub as well or source source talent on GitHub in addition, you know, while you're in the linked the LinkedIn platform. You know, I think that's probably good from a user's perspective. You're not kind of bouncing back and forth. And a lot of those tools don't exist now on uh, GitHub. For example, uh, posting jobs in mass on GitHub. You know, it hasn't been real easy. Um, I suspect that to change. You could probably post a job on LinkedIn. You can upsell uh, upgrade that listing to go on to GitHub if it's a tech position. So that will be easier and probably more user-friendly. However, I think on the other side of it, um, it will cost more money to use LinkedIn uh, and GitHub services. So 
they'll be pulling more and more money away from what you're already using to recruit. If you can't add more dollars, if you can't add more dollars, God bless you. Most people, you know, aren't in that position. So we're going to, money's going to flow out of the traditional players that we look at now because you're going to be spending more money with LinkedIn via GitHub and, and that whole platform. Um, I also think that a loser in this might be innovation. Um, you know, is the internet or business as we know it uh, sort of condenses or consolidates into f- three, four, five major players. You know, a lot of the startups out there um, are going to have a tough go at it because companies use you know one or two platforms uh, to recruit. So I think in that aspect, it does kill innovation a little bit, which does obviously impact the consumer uh, long term. So that's a negative as well. But jury's still out on how bad this will be or how good this will be uh, for consumers. Moving along here, uh, and I'm a little I'm a little slow with the soundboard because it's just me and I can't like look at it while Chad's talking. Uh, but our second story here, I wanted to talk about uh, speed kills. And in the news this week, uh, both LinkedIn and Cornerstone on Demand uh, released new features products uh, to basically make it easier, quicker to apply to jobs. Sort of the the one click apply. Uh, notion. Now, historically, one-click apply hasn't been hugely popular with employers. They like to pre-screen. They like to uh, add steps that keep you know keep out um, the undesirables or the most aggressive job seekers, make their job a little easier. Um, the Amazoning of things won't let that last for very long. Um, people want to quickly apply to jobs. They want to uh, get get to that application, move on with their life. And I think that, uh, moreover, this is more of the Google for jobs effect. Um, in other words, if you go search for a job for Google today, you will see, you know, apply to this job through the usually ATS or the, the company page, and you'll see a, a variety of job boards. So you'll see like LinkedIn, um, which may or may not be a job board, but you know, job sites, right? So ZipRecruiter, uh, Monster, you know, multiple sites, right? And I think that, Ultimately, um, Google will alg- algorithmically start showing only the ones that people uh, like to use, continue to click, um, don't click and then come back and use another service. Like Google will eventually learn where users want to go um, and they will slowly filter out the sites that frankly aren't very user friendly. So if I click on a site and the application stinks and I've got to like put a bunch of stuff in and I don't have an account already, I might go back and say, oh, I, I noticed LinkedIn was on that list. I have a LinkedIn account. I'm just going to go to LinkedIn and apply that way. Um, ultimately, the sites that have the easiest uh, frictionless ways to apply are going to win in a world where Google for jobs sort of owns uh, owns the space. So for vendors out there, if you're not you know, making it super easy to apply to jobs, um, you're going to be losing out in this battle. You're going to slowly fade away from the uh, the landscape of, of Google. So I encourage you to to do that. And also, if you have a, an ATS, how quickly and easily is it to is is it to apply to your jobs? Um, if it's slow and it stinks, you may start losing out, uh, ironically, to job sites that are easy and quick to uh, to apply. I think LinkedIn by far has the pole position on this, and the advantage. Um, most people that are searching for a job, or a lot of people already have. Um, a LinkedIn profile. So if LinkedIn is making it easy to apply, it's real easy to just go to LinkedIn, apply one click, go back, search for more jobs and apply that way. So 
Um, I, I suspect that LinkedIn will continually be a winner and this move to create a one, a one click apply, uh, really helps them out, uh, in that space. So without further ado, uh, let's go, uh, let's hear a quick message from America's job exchange. Uh, and then let's, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, some moves by Facebook and some departures by, uh, career builder. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. So we've talked, I've talked a lot about Facebook um, on the podcast today, and sure enough, they are in the news uh, this week. Um, Facebook announced early in the week that they were opening uh, basically their jobs component, job postings. Uh, employment in three countries, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. Uh, Germany certainly being a very, uh, very impactful country, uh, big economy, a lot of jobs. Um, so that was a, a big move for them. They've Facebook has stayed primarily in the, in the Americas um, until now. So branching out into Europe um, is obviously a show of strength and a show of, of the fact that Jobs must be working for them. Um, users must be going to job postings. Um, engagement must be pretty high. Uh, this is something that Google or that Facebook is not sleeping on. Um, and I think that uh, I wrote a post in uh, on ERE recently about not not falling asleep on Facebook. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast as well. But eight hundred million uh, users per month on their marketplace uh, product. Um, if those are people that are not only selling you know, use bikes and furniture, um, but they're also posting jobs, looking for jobs um, and whatnot. So that's a lot of people. Um, if you just took out, you know, if, if only 10% of the people that go to marketplace search for jobs casually, um, that makes them one of the biggest job sites um, in the world, actually. So uh, if you're not paying attention to Facebook, particularly if you're a smaller business, which is where I think Facebook is really targeting uh, their employment efforts, um, you should definitely keep your eye on and, and start, you know, start, uh, you know, start playing around with with Facebook, start putting some budget toward it, um, because it is an important platform and will continue to be. Um, and if, if the news of growth and, and how many people are on uh, Facebook jobs platform isn't enough, uh, then the news that they are now um, allowing users to boost or advertise uh, their marketplace postings, should definitely get you uh, interested in, in viewing and looking at what's going on at Facebook. So the news, uh, the news that came out recently um, is that if you, you know, they're starting to beta test. Uh, I think in U.S. and Canada, the the ability for users to, you know, let's say, hey, I have an old bike for sale. Um, I post it on Facebook. Hey, there's an option now where, uh, for a, a minimal cost, I can boost uh, my my um, my listing, my classified basically. And by boosting it, not only I assume it's boosted in the marketplace, but we do know from the news uh, reports out there that uh, the the item will be promoted on the news feed 
of Facebook users, and I assume as well uh, the Instagram users, which Facebook owns, uh, Messenger, which you're starting to see more and more ads show up on Messenger, as al- also the stories, uh, putting stories on Instagram and Facebook. Now we're starting to see ads there. So you will start seeing more than likely more and more uh, used furniture and bikes and things like that. Um advertised on Facebook. They do have the advantage of knowing where you are uh, based on your mobile phone. Uh, So you'll get stuff that's nearer to you, um, maybe stuff that your friends have clicked or shown an interest in. We're not quite sure what the algorithm will will have. Uh, We'll filter these things, but it is is a foregone conclusion that um, Facebook not only will allow you to promote, you know, that that, uh, that treadmill that's for sale, but also uh, allow you to boost job postings um, as well. So I definitely I definitely expect that to be something in the near future. I think that in their partnerships with, you know, ZipRecruiters, ZipRecruiter and JobScore um, and some others that they'll probably go to them first and say, hey, let's, let's do like a bulk deal and let's promote, you know, a certain percentage of your jobs or all your jobs. And then we'll have those employment opportunities promoted uh, within Facebook's newsfeed. So expect to see postings in your newsfeed that are that are sponsored uh, here in the near future uh, based on Facebook's new advertising option. Um, that should be fairly powerful if they do it right. Um, also in the news this week, or recently, I guess, um, a couple uh, career builder departures to note. Uh, career builders, you know, if you listen to the show, has been um, going through some challenging times, to say the least. Uh, it looks like Apollo their uh, venture, uh, their private equity uh, firm that came in and bought them has made some tremendous changes. I encourage you to, to listen to past podcasts uh, that we've talked about uh, this item. But a couple of veterans apparently have left, uh, as well as some of the the handful of those, the Richard Castellinis, the guys that have been there since the headhunter days, you know, in 2000. Uh, Rosemary Hefner, uh, who was head of HR at Career Builder, um, has, has definitely left. Um, she has a new, uh, LinkedIn profile and a new company. Um, she was at uh, career builder for 14 years. And the story that I heard, um, again, this is alleged, but allegedly, uh, this was in the tech department that a manager or, or someone high up, um, had done something that HR didn't really like. Uh, so Rosemary came down on them, um, fairly hard. Uh, I think called him out on his bullshit was the quote that I got. Um, oh man, I just I just put an expletive rating on this show. Sorry about that. Uh, called him out for his bullshit, and the next day uh, she was let go from the company. So uh, not sure if that's true or not. If you know anything, feel free to head on to chadcheese.com, send us a note, um, or you can reach out to me directly. But Rosemary, after 14 years at Career Builder, is a Gandhi. Um, another resignation that we heard about. Um, Kyle Brown, who is president of uh, the staffing and recruiting group there at Career Builder, um, his LinkedIn profile is still Career Builder, but um, yeah, we, we've heard that he has resigned um, from the company. So more on that later. But uh, allegedly, Kyle Brown, president of the staffing and recruiting group, is a gone. So the the soap opera at Career Builder uh, continues. Uh, Let's take a quick break here from uh, Sovereign, and then we'll talk about HR blogging and uh, potentially moving to New Hampshire. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. 
you decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. Sorry, I said uh, I said moving to New Hampshire. It's actually Vermont. We'll get to that story at the end, but uh, I get those two states mixed up. I mean, politically, they're super different, but geographically, they're, they look the same. So I apologize to anyone uh, for offending that. Um, wanted to talk about, uh, sort of get off the news, the news, you know, the news feed for a second. Um, there was a post by Mark Vogel at, uh, fistful of talent. Um, if you're not familiar with fistful of talent, the blog, um, I encourage you to go visit. It's basically a a group of uh, bloggers, recruiters, thought leaders that occasionally blog about certain topics. Um, anyway, Mark wrote recently, uh, a piece called did HR blogging jump the shark? Um, if you're not familiar, number one with Jump the Shark, you don't remember uh, Happy Days and Fonzie more than likely. Um, that was an episode where Fonzie uh, in a leather jacket jumps uh, like water skis over a shark. And by most calculations, that was the end of the popularity of Happy Days. So when anything is sort of dying or dead, uh, we call it jumping the shark. So most of you probably knew that, but those who didn't, I wanted to, to just bring that up. Anyway, Mark writes that um, uh, in the early days of HR blogging, it was sort of risky. It was sexy. You know, it was like that new band, you know, throwing, uh, you know, throwing TVs out the window of hotel rooms. Like it was really sort of a cool thing to do. And, you know, I speak from a position of uniqueness in this and uh, for the fact that I've, you know, I started blogging in 2005 um, I continue to blog today uh, for ere.net. Um, I encourage you to read some of my stuff if you haven't. And, and I also podcast. So I have a pretty good understanding of like what Mark is talking about in regards to blogging had a heyday. Social media came out. Um, podcasting now is sort of the hot new thing. I assume at some point uh, video will become as big or, or just as big. Um, is podcasting, although I think podcasting has a unique place in sort of the, um, you know, the lives of people. If I'm working out, I go for a walk, uh, I'm hanging out, laying in bed or whatever, like audiobooks, like audio has a, a uniqueness about it. Um, that's really cool. But the gist of the story is like, you know, blogging was cool. It's not cool anymore. Um, companies are blogging, uh, you know, the corporate corporations are blogging, like it's not cool anymore. And you see people like, you know, uh, Chad and myself, uh, he mentions Lori Rudiman in the story, you know, are, are, are gravitating toward podcasting. Um, and Vogel said, quote, uh, some of the outliers who introduced us to blogging and social media in the HR and talent space have gone, uh, have gone heavy with audio. Uh, can you say Chad and Cheese or Lori Rudiman? Uh, these folks led the charge in HR social media a decade ago and have switched gears in their content delivery. Podcasts, which have been around for years, are finally starting to be adopted uh, in the HR and talent space. And HR blogging, which was once a place for those that were innovative and on the edge of HR, has now gone mainstream. HR tech company blogs and Sherm bloggers are now at all the major conferences. Like music that goes from edgy to popular, the rough surface and the creativity gets watered down as consumption goes up. So 
agree with most of that. I will also add that podcasting is way easier than blogging. Um, I write roughly three stories a week for ERE. I do an hour to two hour show uh, <laughs> during the week. Uh, we do firing squad. We do monthly podcasts. But I'd say I'd say by and large, um, the time that I spend blogging uh, is probably three to four times longer uh, an investment than it, than I take in podcasting. And I can say that podcasting, from a financial reward standpoint, um, is equal to what I do writing. Um, so from that perspective, period, uh, would I rather you know? It's much easier to podcast than it is to write stuff down, and po- uh, and blogging can be really frustrating because you could spend a lot of time writing a well thought out article and nothing happens. Uh, you can also put something on on LinkedIn or Twitter uh, that's really ridiculous and silly or a meme and get tens of thousands of engagements. So, you know, blogging is just, I think there's just so much more competing with it that fewer people are doing it. I mean, corporations and, you know, publishers do it uh, just because that's what they do. But blogging really well is hard. Podcasting and speaking into a microphone for an hour or two, not that difficult. So that's where I see a lot of the trend in terms of blogging versus uh, podcasting. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to throw that in there. It's something Chad would not probably care to talk about. So I wanted to, to throw, throw that in there. Um, lastly on the show, uh, Vermont is in the news going back to them. Uh, Vermont is offering to pay, uh, people who move to the state up to $10,000, uh, to move there. Um, this is quite an interesting move to get talent into your state. And it would be certainly interesting if a lot of other states, start offering bounties for people to move um, to their states and increase their tax, uh, you know, their tax rates and everything else. So uh, there are some, there are some caveats here Uh, to be eligible. uh, Workers must be full-time employees for an out-of-state business. So right there, that becomes challenging. So I'm assuming if you're a gigger, if you're a freelancer, um, you're out of luck. You have to actually work for a legitimate business full-time, uh, and move away from where they are in order to get this, uh, get this deal work primarily. Um, you must work primarily from home or a co-working space, uh, within Vermont. Um, and you must become a full-time resident on or after January 1st, 2019. Um, based on the budget that they have for this program, it looks like they can accept roughly a hundred people, uh, per year. Uh, I think this stretches out until 2022. This program. So anyway, if you're uh, if you fill those those eligibility uh, standards and you want to see really beautiful foliage in fall and go do some skiing, um, and you're a major liberal, uh, maybe Vermont's the place for you. Uh, and you heard it here first, maybe. Um, that's all I got. Listen, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, it's a little more challenging to be on your own but it does allow some freedom to talk about some other things. Chad, I know you're listening. I hope you're having a great time in Europe. Uh, I'd like to say I miss you, but I don't really. Um, But three weeks from now, maybe I will miss you. Uh, But regardless of that, have fun. And um, I'm out. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. 
And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.